We glorify you, King Jesus. We glorify you, Lord. We just thank you. We praise your name, for you are King of kings and Lord of lords. There is none higher than you, none greater than you, none better than you. We thank you, for you are God and you are good, and you poured out your love on us. We didn't deserve it, but your mercy is new every morning. Your grace is greater than all of our sins. We just thank you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Good place to spend the first Sunday of the new year, amen? Amen. We're so glad you're here. Uh, Yes, we are going to start off our 21 days of prayer and fasting next Sunday. Why? Because I'm still eating this Sunday. That's why. That's, <laughs> we, uh, we go, it's the best thing we do as a church. And uh, we've had many testimonies of, of Christians saying it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. And uh, there's different ways of fasting. We'll talk about that later. But uh, being the new year, uh, there's a lot of new gym memberships that start in January. A lot of new diet programs, uh, exercise plans, all kinds of resolutions, and, uh, and, and you may have started those. Uh, if so, good for you. I uh, want to applaud you in that. Uh, but also, I uh, want to point out that the Bible says bodily exercise profits a little. It's a good thing. But godliness is profitable unto all things. Amen? And so this morning, I want to talk about the healthy new year. And what, it, what I mean by that, we're not going through a, a, a diet plan or exercise program so much as uh, how to be truly healthy in your spirit and your soul, which leads to body. So oftentimes we want to we wanna work on this body. We want to work on uh, trying to, to look better. But let me just tell you, uh, you can work on the flesh and it won't seep into the spirit. But you can work on the spirit, and it will have its effect on the flesh. So if we work on the outside trying to work toward the inside, Jesus told the Pharisees, all you're doing is is whitewashing a a tomb. But if we work on the inside, he will change us from the inside out. Amen? And so we want to talk about what that looks like for us Christians. And uh, and, and it's it's, it's a sweet thing to be intentional and so here we are at the new uh, year and oftentimes this is when we get intentional about things isn't it this is when we start uh, trying to do a new thing and try to try I'm going to start off on the right pathway and uh, and so let's let's help us do that first uh, Timothy 4 8 is that passage that it says bodily exercise profits a little but godliness is profitable for all things having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come so bodily exercise will benefit the life that now is but it won't do you any good in the life that is to come that makes sense see this body will be gone when i go on to glory that's why i'm using this one up now and i'm driving it like a rental car that's what i keep saying i'm going to use this one up i'm going to wear it out and uh, mama always said when i was younger and i do crazy and wild things she's like you're going to feel that when you get older 
well, I must be older because <laughs> I can tell you when the weather's changing now. And uh, I can tell you that uh, she, mama was right, but I'm still going to uh, get all the good out of this body. And uh, when I get to heaven, I'm going to power slide in and say, I'm ready for a new one. All right. But, but godliness will not only profit me for this life, but also the life to come. Amen. When I get into glory, there will be after effects from this life. There will, there will be a, 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 a rewards that, that the Lord will have given me, and there will be a, a, just a, a, an impact greater than if I just focused on this life. All right? So let's look at a little bit, and the good place to start is Genesis 1-1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. You might know this verse of Scripture. Uh, it's pretty simple. In the beginning, God. Amen? In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God. And this morning, I want to talk about, as we talk about this healthy new year, keep God in your beginnings. Amen? You're in the right place. First Sunday of the year, you're in here worshiping the Lord. I, I got to worshiping over there and almost forgot I was supposed to be preaching. I was like, we're in the last verse. Oh, I got, I got places to be. <laughs> and so just know, just know that you're in the right place. As you are beginning your new year, the first Sunday of this year, in the house of the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And I applaud you for that. Uh, keep God in your beginnings. Now, we know that in that passage of Scripture, Genesis 1-1, it said, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. What does that mean? Well, in one translation it says that the earth was without order and, and, and there was nothing there. It was that the earth was out of order and empty. Don't you know that God is a God of order? He is a God of order. And if we start this new year being intentional about some of the order of our lives, it will help us. And, and even when the world is at chaos, we'll be at peace. Amen? And this world is in chaos, right? I mean, but I don't let that world affect me. I want me to affect the world around me. I'm not going to be a thermometer that just indicates the temperature of the climate around me. I'm going to be a thermostat that changes the climate around me. Amen. And so when we talk about this, this uh, life and how that I can, can, can start this year intentional, just know you need to keep God in all of your beginnings. You've done it now by beginning with God in the beginning of your new year. Well, with each morning, begin with God. Begin with God. And with each week, begin with God. So we, uh, we, this is Sunday. Some churches would call this the weekend service. You might still consider this a weekend. Well, look at your calendar again and notice that Sunday is the first day of the week. Amen? And as long as we continue to keep God first, Keep God in our beginnings. Keep God first and his blessings come with that. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6, don't worry, don't worry about what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of those things will be added unto you. He'll, he'll bless with all of that stuff if you make him first. Amen? In the beginning, God. Let's just keep God in our beginnings. Don't, he shouldn't get you leftovers. He's supposed to get you first fruits. When you give him your first, he will give you the best. But if you give him what's left, all you get is the rest. All right, so let's give him the first and let's keep God in our beginnings. If you look with me in Genesis chapter 1, 
Verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form or was out without order uh, and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Something interesting, you may know this uh, story of, of creation. It's not just a story, it's the truth. It's the facts. And uh, we have God's Word on it. I want to tell you something. This is something interesting you might not have noticed before. We have light on day one. The sun don't show up till day four. Some of y'all is like, what? All right, so chapter one, verse, uh, I had it highlighted earlier, 12. Uh, nope, verse 16. Then God made two great lights. Nope, verse 14. <laughs> verse 14. Then God said, let there be lights, plural, in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. Now, remember that word seasons, okay? Hang with me on seasons. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth, and it was so. So there are, there's light that you can see in the daytime. That's the sun. There's lights you can see at night. That's the moon and the stars. And so there is, uh, there is uh, the heavens. And when we speak of the heavens, we speak of the, the sky. But then when we get into heaven, we are in the presence of the Lord. But I want to point out to you, there was light on day one with no sun. So how in the world, how did that work? Well, I want you to know that everything that you see that gets lost in Genesis when sin comes gets restored in the book of Revelation. And I want to point out just the, the last chapter of the Bible. As we're looking at the first chapter of the Bible, I want to look at the last chapter. Revelation 22, 5 says, There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Amen? So isn't this good news that even... When the sun passes away, God's glory is going to shine. I believe that's what you're seeing in Genesis chapter 1. His glory begins shining. And I want you to know that when God, God shows you his truth, when he shows you in his word, uh, reveals himself to you, or he reveals his will to you, this is called illumination. He shines his light. Amen. So let's start in, in, with keeping God in our beginnings, the beginning of the year, the beginning of the week, the beginning of the day. Let's start our day with a daily time in the presence of the Lord saying, God, you come first. You come first. Yes, Lord, my schedule may be busy. I'm going to start earlier putting you first. Amen? Y'all with me? Amen. See, when I say amen, you say amen. And then I preach. Or anyway, so let's keep God in the beginnings and continually looking for his illumination. When we're looking for him to illuminate himself, his truth, his will, his ways, God is shining his light. Amen. And even if it's dark out there, God will shine his light within. We need to be looking for it. We need to be intentional about seeking uh, God's activity in our lives because God is active in your life. God is active. Jesus says that my sheep hear my voice. And so many people say, say well, I don't. I need to know how to hear from the Lord. I need to know how to distinguish. I don't hear God. Well, you do hear him, but maybe you don't distinguish it. If you are a child of God, I believe that is a, a spiritual truth. If you are a child of God, God is speaking to you. But are you intentionally listening for it? 
Are, God is at, at work around you. Are, inten- are you intentionally looking for it? And so let's start each day putting God first with each day, with each week, with each year as you are today. And then as we are intentional, we need to be listening and looking for God's activity. Listening and looking for God to show you more about who he is and what he is doing. Now, as we continue to look, we see that God begins putting things in systems. We see that on day one, he begins with light. On day, uh, he begins with, with water. And so it was probably like a swampy cesspool. There was no dis- distinction between water and land. There was no light and day, uh, night and day. It was all just a, a blob of something or maybe nothing. And then God starts putting things into place and, and separating land from water, uh, sky from earth. And, and he starts putting these things in place and he starts putting systems in place. And uh, then he, he, he does things in order. You know, God is a God of order. He doesn't create the animals on the first day and then light on the third day and then, and, and then grain and, and grass on the sixth day. That don't work. Them animals go hungry. <laughs> he said, they're going to need light for the grass to grow. And then we're going to put grass in, and, and, and it's going to have land because I settled out on day one. And, and he, he's a God of order. And you begin seeing this system, this order begin to take place. And don't you know that God wants your life to be a life of order? A life of order is a, a life. Here's the thing. When it comes to systems, don't you know that you are built with systems? You have a respiratory system. You have a circulatory system. You have a, what's that, uh, the, the neurological system, the, the, the firing and nervous system. You have all those systems, and they all work together. Amen? That's how God made you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made with systems. And, and, and me, I know that I am a, I'm more of a free spirit kind of a guy. I like to just do things on, on the fly and uh, but I also know that God, in his orderly fashion, I need to have order in my life as well. And if I am in his, here's how, if I call them seasons and systems, I can actually bring them down to one word, and that's rhythm. Rhythm. With seasons, there's a, we're in the winter season. Now, in Texas, our seasons are weird. Uh, I was, I was wearing shorts yesterday, <laughs> uh, uh, but, but we have seasons and, and, and then, you know, as the sun, the days are shorter now, and, but in the summertime, the days will be longer and you have these seasons and, and, and things come and go and, and, and with systems, you have the coming and the going, there's a rhythm, there's a rhythm. What I want to encourage you this morning as you get intentional about this new year is get in rhythm with God, get in rhythm with God. And so as we look at these systems and these seasons, this rhythm of the Lord, I want to point some of them out to you. Uh, God creates man on verse 26. He said, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Amen. Glory. I'd like to go fishing. Let them have dominion over the birds of the air. Can I get a witness? All right. <laughs> and uh, that'd be your ducks and your dove and your quail and and uh, over the cattle. Now, I know this means uh, not just cows, but uh, that would also mean deer. And uh, he said, "Let us have dominion." And I like taking dominion. And uh, today, as uh, by the way, the, if you don't know, is the last day of deer season. 
in perfect weather for deer hunting. But I, uh, I'm here. Amen. Glory. How? Hallelujah. So we're, we're <laughs> we, we are intentionally putting God first. Amen. And so he, he gives man a job. That's what's happening in, 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 in this passage on day six. He gives man a job. He creates man. He says, you're going to have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and the, the beasts of the field. You're going to have dominion. You're going to have a job. And chapter 2 is a commentary on chapter 1. And in chapter 2 it says, Adam, what you're going to do is you're going to name all of these animals. Look at verse 19. Out of the ground, chapter 2, verse 19. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to the cattle, the birds of the air, every beast of the field. When, he, when, when he's given names to cattle, it's not like, okay, your name's going to be Elsie. And you're, no, it's just like, okay, that's deer. That's, that's uh, giraffe. Yeah, that's a long neck cow. All right, those, all these, these beasts, these four-legged creatures. And so he said, you're going to call these these different names and, and you're going to have a job, Adam. I hope you got a job. I hope that you have a vocation. And if you're retired, I hope you still got a job. You, maybe you, you don't have the vocation that you used to have, but you still have a purpose in the kingdom of God. Amen? Now, I believe we also need a vocation and that we take care of our families. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm one who, uh, uh, kind of a little bit old school, uh, I, I still believe what the Bible says about if, if you uh, don't take care of your family, you're worse than an unbeliever. I also think that uh, uh, hunger is a good motivator. <laughs> so uh, if, if you're so lazy that you don't want to work, then uh, a little hunger ain't going to hurt you. It might motivate you a little bit. And, 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 and so I believe that you need a vocation. You need a job. You need to work. God intends for you to work. And your work does not have to be laborious. I believe it should be enjoyable. Adam, it wasn't labor until after sin. I believe he enjoyed his role in the kingdom of God and his purpose that God had intended for him. That was his vocation. Here we get into the rhythm. There it must be a vocation. You need a vocation. You need a J-O-B, amen? You need, a, you need a job. It's not my job. Well, it needs to be your job. You need, a, you need a job. And so as you work, you have purpose, you have intention, and then you need to, and God demonstrated it before he commanded it, you need to have relaxation. Amen? Uh, back to chapter 1. Back to chapter 1. We see that uh, verse 31, then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So that evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his, ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Now, don't you know that God didn't physically, physically start molding the earth he spoke and it came. He didn't get his hands dirty until he created man. And he physically got down and he took some dirt and he molded man, breathed life into that man. But it says he worked and he needed rest. I, don't, I want you to know creativity is exhausting 
it can be absolutely exhausting. And when you're allowing God to creatively use you and bring about some of his creation through you, then it can absolutely be exhausting. And here God rested on the seventh day and gave us a pattern for our lives. You need vocation, but you also need relaxation. So this is Sunday. Sunday, I grew up Sunday. Uh, I couldn't do anything. We went to church, and then uh, I, I know after church, we didn't even get to go out to eat. We, we would go straight home, have a sandwich or something, and mom and dad go to bed. I try to go fishing. Mm-mm, you can't go fishing Sunday. I didn't see anything about fish having to rest. I, I, I remember I rode my horse one Sunday. Daddy said, you don't need to be riding your horse on Sunday. I'm like, the horse has to rest too? And I, couldn't, I couldn't do anything on Sunday. So after I got out of the house, uh, I didn't really keep to those things, uh, didn't see the point in it. I'm like, ah, oh, the Sabbath is a, is a sign for the Jews. That's not for me. But I want you to know that God puts principles in place that are eternal principles. They are eternal principles. And it wasn't until later that I began to understand the truth of the Sabbath. You need rest. You need rest. I, 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 I'm a, I enjoy work. I enjoy the work that I get to do. I'm blessed by it. Uh, and if I'm not careful, I will do it all the time. I have to be intentional about rest. But you need rest. In fact, God puts that principle in there and he says it's eternal truth. And here's what happens when you take a Sabbath. You need a Sabbath. When you take a Sabbath, you rest this body. Amen? Your body needs rest. You refresh your soul and you refocus your spirit. Now, I need to kind of go over these things because I, I do this regularly and I, sometimes I forget that we got uh, new people coming who haven't, maybe haven't learned these things. Because it wasn't until I was several years in ministry that I even learned these things. No one taught this to me as I was growing up. And it, it, it helps make a lot of sense to me when it comes to spiritual matters. You have a body. Everybody got that, right? That body has five senses, taste, touch, smell, sight, sound. All right, so because I can feel this table, I know it exists. Because I can hear this table, I know that it exists. My body is the center for world consciousness. Because I see you, I know you exist. Amen? Y'all got me? Right. You are not a body. You have a body. This body is going to one day die. And I'll get my new one. I'm trading it in on a good one. All right. But this body's going to die. But you are a soul. And that continues for eternity. You are a soul. A soul is an intellect. Someone said, I think, therefore I am. There is an intellect. There's emotions. And there, are, there is your will. Amen. And so you are a soul. And that will live for eternity. And then there's a spiritual aspect to your being. You are body, soul, and spirit. And that spirit is dead until you get saved. Once you get saved, you've been born again. You've been made alive. Let me tell you, if you've only been born once, you'll die twice. But if you've been born twice, you're only going to die once. What do I mean by that? Well, I, my body's going to die regardless. But if I'm spiritually alive, that's the only death that this being will ever know. Because I'll just move straight on into glory. Amen. I'm straight on in with the Lord. So you are, uh, you, you are a soul with a body, and spiritually you are made new when you receive Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. If you, let me just tell you, that spirit part of your being, that is the center of God consciousness. 
And unless it has been regenerated, unless you've been born again, unless you've been saved, you don't have that. And when God's speaking, you don't hear him. When God's working, you don't see him. And so uh, this body is the center of world consciousness. This mind and emotion, that's the center of self-consciousness. But your spiritual part of your being is the center of God consciousness. Everybody down with that? Everybody understand that? Now, if I'm working on my spirit, allowing God to, as he has transformed me and made me spiritually new, it will affect my thinking and it will affect my emotions. Everybody with me? That makes sense, don't it? When God absolutely transformed my spirit, now I think differently. Now I feel things differently. Now I act differently. My will is transformed. And when I am spiritually transformed, it will also affect my body. As I said, we're going to go into 21 days of prayer and fasting. You can fast all sorts of ways. You can fast from social media. You can fast from sugar. Uh, maybe you've never done this before and, and you're interested in trying fasting. I'm going to tell you, it, it can absolutely transform your life. Absolutely transform your life. It's the best thing that we do as a church. And, 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 and we will, there'll be some of us who will fast completely from food of all sorts and, and, and live off of water for 21 days. Uh, let me tell you, what happens is you neglect this body, but you gain the spiritual. You gain spiritual things that you cannot lose. You gain spiritual things that absolutely you say, man, I just, I, we had one last year. I thought, man, are you ever going to end your fast? He's like, it's too good. It's too good. I'm like, you will die. You, you'll die. <laughs> and so we, we, net, we recognize that the three work together. But when we start our fast, not for what it will do for you physically, but what it will do for you spiritually, you're getting to the heart of the matter. Amen. Everybody with me? Yes, you can fast and not know the Lord. And you will have health benefits, uh, amazing health benefits. But if you're, if you're fast, if you're intentional about it, Lord, I want to draw nearer to you. I'm willing to neglect this flesh in order to gain the spirit. I'm going to tell you, it'll be the greatest thing you ever do. Absolutely transform your spiritual life. And so, yes, the three work together, but always start at the core of your being, your spirit. Amen? I'm not sure where I was in any of that or where I'm going, but we're going to keep going somewhere. And so we have systems in, in place. Oh, I remember. So you got a vocation. You got relaxation. Your Sabbath, this is where I was, now I'm coming back around. Your Sabbath rests your body. It refreshes your soul and it refocuses your spirit. Refocuses your spirit. Now I told you I grew up and it was Sunday that I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Uh, I'd sit home and, and watch Kung Fu and, and uh, y'all remember that? That used to come on TV. Anyway. Caraway boy, Caradine, Caradine boy. Anyway, that's what I did on Sunday. And, uh, but now, guess what? Sunday's not my Sabbath. I work on Sundays. I'm here before daylight. I go home exhausted. Sunday's not my Sabbath. I'm working on Sunday. I have to have a day that I rest. But I also want to start my week focused on the Lord. In the beginning, God, I want to peek make sure God is in my beginnings. I want to continue to allow his light to illuminate his truth. I want him to continue to shine in my understanding and my emotions. And so I need to get in rhythm with the Lord. So I have my vocation. I have my relaxation. But here's the other thing. I like to have some recreation. Nobody want to amen that? I mean, 
I know that don't sound spiritual, but it's spiritual. We need recreation. You need to have fun sometimes. See, y'all don't even know if I'm preaching or not right now. I'm 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 not joking. I'm preaching. We need to have recreation. Last Sunday, I said a family that plays together stays together. A family that plays together has more opportunity to pray together because they continue to stay together. And so when church is over, this next service, when church is over, man, my family and I are busting up to Colorado. We're going skiing, baby. I'm, gonna, I'm telling you, I'm going to wear this one out. One, one of our church members at the early service said, you're going to go out there and break a leg? I said, I ain't breaking nothing but the rules, baby. I, that's all I'm breaking. And so <laughs> I'm going to go out there. And uh, we have to have recreation in our life. God intends, you, intends for you to enjoy this life. Christian, if you look like you've been baptized in pickle juice and you're just suffering your way through this world, you're not a very good advertisement for Jesus. This world don't want what you have. They don't want what you have. We have more to be excited about, more to be joyful about, more to be happy about than anybody in this world. We got more. So make sure your vocation and your relaxation, in those you also have some recreation. See, you take that word recreate, And how else can you pronounce it? Recreate. God makes you new. He makes you new. Here's what happens when you don't have recreation. When you don't have recreation, when you when you it's just all work, then what happens is if you're not having any fun, Satan will slip up beside you and say, I can tell you how to have fun. I can tell you how to have fun. And let me tell you something. Everything that he has, every little shiny thing that he has comes with a hook. It comes with a hook. And so you need some recreation, some enjoyment in your life. We started off with that passage in 1 Timothy that says, Bodily exercise profits a little. Godliness is profitable unto all things. The next chapter over, two chapters over, it says, Command those who are rich in his, this present age not to be haughty. In other words, God is talking to those who are wealthy. and says, Just make sure that you don't let your wealth turn into pride. And it says, nor to trust in uncertain riches. Don't put your trust in your possessions. Don't trust in uncertain riches. Don't you know that riches are uncertain, by the way? But trust in the living God. Check this last part out. Who gives us richly all things to enjoy. He wants you to. He wants you to enjoy this life. He, he gives us good, good gifts and that we are to use them to, and, and enjoy them. He, it's okay for you to have stuff. Don't let stuff have you. When, when they begin to possess you rather than you possess them, now we have gone lopsided and that's not healthy. And so here's another thing. Health has rhythm. So there's, there's rhythm. Healthy is rhythm. So when you have a heart that's not in rhythm, they call it arrhythmia. You know what they do for that? They shock you and put it back into rhythm. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And so it's not healthy to be out of rhythm. But if I'm going to start my new year saying, I want to be, I want to be so spiritually healthy, so in tune with God, then know that you need a job. You need a purpose. You need rest. This is the rhythm. And you need to have some fun every now and then. You need to enjoy this life. It's meant to be enjoyed. It's not unspiritual or heretical to say, have fun sometime. 
it is healthy for you. Amen? So that's the rhythm. That's the rhythm. And then here's balance. Balance is healthy. Uh, the, several Christmases ago, my boys were just about this big, and uh, they got one of those things, uh, we. Y'all remember the we? Remember uh, they had a, a little thing you stand on. And when you stand on that thing, I don't know what you call it. When you stand on it, it tells you your age by your balance. I remember stepping on that thing. You're trying to keep that candle. Some of y'all don't have a clue what I'm talking about. That's fine. So you're trying to keep a candle or something, and, and you're just trying to stay balanced. And, and you know how I'm 60-something years old, according to my balance <laughs> and my hairline. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so balance is healthy. And if you're healthy, you'll have balance. But if you're out of balance, that's not healthy. I'm going to tell you something. I've known guys who've gotten out of balance in the Word of God. They will be so uh, uh, um, um, focused on a particular doctrine that they are so out of balance because they can only focus, let, let's say it ends time, it's called end times eschatology. They're, they're more focused on whether it's premillennial, uh, postmillennial, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. They are so focused on that, that that they're out of balance. Let me tell you, it's just like in a canoe. You can lean forward all you want, but if you lean to the right or to the left, you're sunk. Don't get out of balance when it comes to God's Word. Don't get out of balance when it comes to your life, when it comes to the rhythm of your life. Check this out. When I have my vocation, my vocation should be much greater than my relaxation. If you spend 40 hours a week on the couch and 40 hour, four hours a week on the job, you're out of balance. If you spend 40 hours a week playing and four hours a week in your purpose, you're out of balance, and that's not healthy. If you take one doctrine from this scripture and that becomes the focus of the rest of your life, especially if it's things of uncertainty, in times eschatology, man, they've been fighting that stuff for 2,000 years. And you can get so focused on your little minute detail in eschatology and you fail to recognize that there is a whole lot of certainty in this book. And you get out of balance. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. You're going to sink. You're going to sink and you're going to bring others with you. So let's get in rhythm and in balance. And I, I know we used to have uh, Baptists on a sign out here, but uh, let's think about this as a dance. Y'all know why uh, <laughs> y'all felt a joke coming. I know you did. Yeah, I got, you know, this is why Baptists were against fornication because it might lead to dancing. But anyway, <laughs> that's so bad. Y'all thinking about it right now. But <laughs> um, where was I? <laughs> oh, oh, so, um, so it's like a dance. And, and, and I was learned, I was learned, I'm from here, y'all know that, right? I was taught how to two-step by Julie Crabtree, that man's sister. But anyway, <laughs> at the 4-H dance, and, and I, I was taught how to two-step. And, and, you know, there's somebody has got to lead. And then you got to get in step and in rhythm. This is the way life is with the Lord. Let him lead. In the beginning, God, keep him in your beginnings. Put God first always and get in this rhythm. Amen?
Get in rhythm with the Lord and allow, just harmonize your heart to his heart and be balanced in your understanding of his word and of his character and of his will. Be balanced, but continue to let him lead. Amen? Amen. And this is healthy. This is good. And if you're intentional in starting your new year saying, God first in everything, I want, I want his light to shine on me in everything. I want to continue to see his activity. I want to hear his voice. I want to know what he's doing. I want to live out his purpose for my life, vocation. I want to get in rhythm with him, and I'm going to, I want to refocus every week. I'm going to divert daily. The first part of my day, I'm going to stop, and I'm going to say, God, I want to live your life today. I'm going to divert daily. I'm going to withdraw weekly. Amen? I'm going, to, I'm going to pull aside and spend my Sabbath. This is, this is the day in which I rest this body, refresh this mind and emotions, and refocus this spirit on God. And then I'm going to even abandon annually. I, I'm going to go on a vacation. I'm going to say, you know what? It'll be, I'll be better when I get back. That makes sense? I'll be better when I get back. This is a good rhythm. This is a good rhythm. And stay balanced. Don't get out of balance. Don't get lazy. Don't get, uh, become a workaholic. And don't just play all the time. But get in balance. Get in rhythm. Father God, thank you so much that you're a God of order. And Holy Spirit, you give the fruit of peace. And that operates, that comes when there's order. We recognize that Satan loves chaos and operates in chaos, confusion, conflict. Where there's order, the freedom moves freely, the, the, the spirit moves freely. Lord, I pray that we would recognize that you as the God of order who created us know what's best for us. That we, when we get in rhythm with you, we get in rhythm with you, Lord, we just, life is good. And it's meant to be enjoyed. And we become good advertisement for Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would help us to see right now as, as we focus our spirits on you. Lord, that you would help us to see right now where we're out of rhythm or out of balance. And that we will adjust and align to be in rhythm with you. Father, we thank you for you're a God who loves us and wants to dance with us. Heart to heart. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as we worship. We're going to have the altar team at the front. And maybe you need prayer for something, anything. God's a miracle-working God. Y'all know that? We know it. We know it. This couple over here, they kind of got called out since he already broke the ice. I'm going to Bobby and Amber are a miracle. Because some of y'all don't know Bobby and Amber. You might have remembered them if you've been around for a little while. You might have remembered them 
when, and when, we, when we first got to meet them, they were on the street, wrapped up in addiction. And, and you found them in the Walmart parking lot? Reese found them in the Walmart parking lot. We were having an event at the, the common area market. He invited them to come for a meal. They came. I'll tell you, they came. And, and, and so I got to sit down with them, and, and we had a burger together, and, and, and I invited them to church. Never, you know, we do this pretty regular. Didn't think they was going to show up. I'm sitting over there worshiping the Lord when this Yahoo comes up behind me, and it was Bobby. And they came, and they got saved. Amen. Amen. They got connected to our recovery program. We got to see them go to rehab. And, and, and just like a couple of weeks ago, they, they both graduated the rehab and they got married. Amen. <laughs> so just y'all look awesome. I mean, y'all look amazing, and it's just a blessing to see. That's a miracle. That's the kind of stuff God does, amen? That's the kind of stuff God does. He'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. We have our altar team at the front. Have our people pray over you and whatever it is, or maybe as we're singing, God is revealing to you, you're out of balance here. You're out of rhythm here. This is why we keep bumping into each other when we ought to be flowing together. Let the Lord illuminate this even as we sing.